You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It's a game preview edition as we talk about BYU and Idaho State. Okay, is there really that much to talk about? We'll try and come up with some topics and some talking points. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU men's basketball and their exhibition opener. Struggled in the first half and pulled away late in that game. We'll examine what to take away from it as they get ready for their upcoming season. And, of course, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. BYU women's volleyball just continues to absolutely obliterate the opposition. So plenty to talk about ahead on today's show. Our title sponsor today is our friends over at McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, without further ado, let's dive in on a Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 5th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be in Cougar Nation and getting ready for a busy weekend ahead. BYU football in action tomorrow. 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff out at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. According to the forecast I'm seeing, should be a lovely day for football, especially November Senior Day as we honor the number, the three official seniors on BYU's roster. And I'm sure there's going to be a bevy of other guys who will be honored. And a note on that right off the top here is that a lot of people tomorrow who are not paying attention and probably aren't listening to this podcast are probably going to hear names of guys. Let's say, for example, a Gunnar Romney. Alopini Katoa, etc. They're going to hear those names being honored on Senior Day and immediately, those guys are leaving? Why are they leaving? Let's be clear about one thing when it comes to Senior Day this year. There are going to be a lot of guys who are going to be given their senior blankets, be given their opportunity to be adored by the fans, cheered for, have their families on the field, all of that stuff, because they aren't certain what they're going to do. There are a number of what we like to call COVID juniors. They would be seniors, but COVID obviously in 2020 froze eligibility for all these young men. They all have the option, by and large, to come back for another year if they so choose. But there are guys who are weighing their options. Do they try and go pro? Do they decide, you know what, it's time to move on with life? There are so many different factors at play. So you're going to hear, I'm guessing, a lot of names of guys who have contributed for quite some time, honored tomorrow on Senior Day, but there's a legit possibility that every single one of them, outside of the three official seniors, and those three seniors are Jared Capisi, Uriah Leatawa, and Samson Nakua, those are the folks that are going to have to move on, according to what I understand. I don't think they have any recourse to play another year in a BYU uniform. If they did, I would think a guy like Samson Nakua should pursue it, but I, those are the three that you can pretty much count are moving on because according to what I understand, their eligibility is up. But you are going to hear, I would guess, somewhere maybe around 20 or 25 guys who are honored tomorrow. And outside of those three, 
Every single one of them have the option to come back. Will they all come back? I highly doubt that. But they just want to make sure, speaking of BYU's coaching staff, the administration, they want to make sure all these young men get their opportunity to be honored on the field for their contributions to the BYU football program and not have them decide, you know what, I'm moving on. And they didn't get that opportunity. Better safe than sorry. You can always say, say, hey, I'm coming back. That, that's the thing. You can always say that. The nice part is they're going to be able to honor those players on the field. Now, the actual gameplay in this game, this should be a bloodbath. Uh, BYU can name their score in this game, folks. Idaho State is 1-7 coming into this game. They have struggled all season long. I believe I was reading in their game notes they're playing their fifth-ranked opponent of the season. Obviously, a BYU is an FBS-ranked opponent, one of the top 15 teams in the country. And BYU should go out and absolutely obliterate the Bengals. And it's nothing against Idaho State. They're just a program very much in flux. They were anticipating having Tyler Vanderwall, some of you might uh, know that name, former Wyoming starting quarterback, to be their guy at quarterback this year. He got injured, I believe, three games into the year against Sacramento State with a shoulder injury and has not returned to action. And even before that, he was not off to a great start. He was only completing 46.4% of his passes, 375 yards and two touchdowns. Well, his injury forced freshman Hunter Hayes into action. He has completed 54.1% of his passes for 988 yards, six touchdowns on the year, and eight games played. Just it's It's been a slog for Idaho State. Some other names you may want to pay attention to in this uh, game tomorrow. There are two, uh, two running backs. Uh, one of them, Malachi Rango, which is a great name. Malachi Rango. Not sure of his availability for this. He's rushed for 199 yards on the season. Tyvon Ford is their leading rusher. 306 yards on the year. Just one touchdown for him. And then that wide receiver, their probably best player on offense. I think he is the best player on Idaho State's roster, bar none. That is Tanner Connor. Played in eight games this year, 28 receptions, 490 yards, and three touchdowns. His long on the season is a 71-yard reception. Very, very good football player. And then on defense, they've got two linebackers who I would be paying attention to. Connor Wills, he leads the team in tackles with 57 total tackles on the year. And then also O'Shea Trujillo, excuse me, 42 tackles on the year. They're kind of the uh, double-headed monster at linebacker who lead this Idaho State defense. But as I said, this is a game that BYU can go out and say, we want to score 50, they're going to score 50. If they don't be able to, if they, if they have any struggles in this game, be worried. Be very, very afraid because this is a game that BYU should go out and just absolutely pulverize Idaho State. Now, let's also acknowledge one thing. Kalani Satake has been very adamant in the past about saying, we want to treat our opponents with respect, no matter if they're FCS, FBS, Power 5, or anywhere in between. They are going to make sure that they don't embarrass this team. So don't expect BYU to go out and put try to put up 100 points on this team, even though they probably could attempt to if they were to desire to do so. I think BYU will go out there. They'll let the starters have run in the first half. Tyler Algier, Jaron Hall, and the whole cast of characters on BYU's first-string offense and first-string defense, they'll get their run in the first half. BYU, in theory, should build up a pretty sizable lead, and I think the second half, anybody who is healthy and able to play will get their opportunity to do so, especially the guys who may be playing in their last home game at BYU, those so-called COVID juniors that we talked about who are likely to be honored ahead of the game tomorrow afternoon. 
It's a big opportunity for BYU guys who have really worked hard all year long. These are the games. This is, I guess, the one game in particular. Georgia Southern may be to a degree. This is the opportunity for those guys who have been on the scout team grinding all year long to get their opportunity to show the coaches what they can do in an actual game because Idaho State, just not as good as other teams on BYU schedule very simply. This is probably the worst team, by far the worst team on BYU schedule this year. So go out there, take care of business, put a 50 burger on the on the scoreboard if you want, enjoy the afternoon. The weather's supposed to be great. Uh, by the way, congratulations to EJ. He is our final ticket winner this year for BYU football tickets and hope he enjoys the game and hope all of you who are going to this game enjoy it. If you don't have any plans to go, go anyways. Honor these seniors. Enjoy the afternoon. There are only six Saturdays a year, six home games a year for BYU. Sometimes in an off, uh, in an off chance, they can have seven of them. But there are very few opportunities to get out to the house that Lavelle built, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and be able to watch the Cougars in action. I get that the opposition in this game in particular is less than stellar, but still, it's football. It's an opportunity to cheer on the Cougars, so get out there and support BYU. All right, we'll switch gears here momentarily. Talk some BYU basketball. What did I take away from my venture down to the Marriott Center last night to watch BYU and Colorado Christian square off? We'll dig into that. But first, today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, as we mentioned in the open, our friends over at McDonald's. They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where families and friends can come to reconnect. It's a place where if you're in college like I was back in the day, that McDonald's down there on now what is Cougar Boulevard. It used to be Bulldog Boulevard. I hung out there all the time for study groups. You can be there knowing if you're a student that they have dependable Wi-Fi. As a media member, I have used McDonald's Wi-Fi many a time and also endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, in this case for us with BYU Sports, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. So I want you guys, if you have not been to a McDonald's in some time, get over there. And that, like I said, that one on Cougar Boulevard, it's a great place to stop by after BYU's game tomorrow if you're looking for some food on your way out of town, on your way home. I spent many an afternoon and an evening at birthday parties growing up in McDonald's play places. I absolutely love that McDonald's is one of those quote-unquote community centers. It's just a place where people congregate and it's a fun, fun environment. And by the way, the McRib is back. I'm just going to evangelize for the McRib one more time. It's only here for a limited time. So take advantage of it now and head to your McDonald's to refuel and reconnect right away. Did somebody say a locked on cougar watch party yes we're working on that as well and now for my favorite part i'm loving it folks today's show is brought to you in part by our new friends over at intercap lending absolutely love this company because they are a local company who want to help you out with whatever your lending needs are whether you're trying to purchase a home refinance you want to cash out on the equity that your home has accrued over the past year plus it's a quick and simple process with our friends at Intercap. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average and though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to make it a stress-free process. That is what Locked On's personal loan officer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of our Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On's founder David Locke. Yes, the man, the podfather himself as we call him, David Locke, has worked with Intercap in the past and let's be honest, if Steve can keep David on track, and I know David personally, this is true, throughout the 
the entire process, Steve can help anybody. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it is not a new company. Intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. They have 43 years of experience to back it up. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. The best part is Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So give Steve a call. His direct number is 385-800-8528. He can take care of you make sure that you guys can get started on this process. And as we mentioned, they want to make it very simple for you guys. So once again, reach out to Steve directly, 385-800-8528. When you mention you're a Locked On Cougars listener, you get their corporate discount rate. It's a great way to get started in the home buying business or just the mortgage business overall, trying to refinance. No matter what your situation is, they've got you covered. Give them a call. That's Intercap Lending. Steve Carter is the man to talk to. 385-800-8528. NMLS 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I enjoyed a fun night at the Marriott Center last night. I think there were probably around, I would guess, eight or 9,000 folks there rattling around as BYU opened up their exhibition season with a 63-45 to victory over Colorado Christian University. And let's be honest, the early part of this game, BYU looked absolutely out of sync. And I think part of it was, four minutes into this game, a very scary situation. Uh, Richard Harward appeared to have banged knees with a Colorado Christian uh, player, kind of bent over to rub it, then walked off the court and seemingly, based on what I saw, and I was sitting in the crowd, let me be clear about this, I didn't have a great angle on it, but... It seemed like he may have like passed out or had some kind of issue where he eventually was being uh, had arms around teammates. Uh, they were carrying help help him move to the locker room, but then eventually his legs were like just given out on him, and they had to carry him into the locker room. So my best wishes to Richard Harward. I know Spencer Linton uh, said later on in the BYU TV broadcast that he came out and gave a thumbs up to the crowd. That's a positive sign, but. Man, that was just really unsettling. I, I I hope that it's nothing serious. I hope that he's sincerely okay and it just he may have been dehydrated. I, I don't know what happened. And I'm hoping to get some clarification on that. But I do think it got BYU a little bit out of sync. In the second half, though, they won on a run. I think it was a 20-some-odd point. To, they just ran away from Colorado Christian, as they should, en route to that 63-45 to victory. There is a lot for BYU to clean up on, and I mean a lot. And and it was good to see them end up shooting 50% from the field. They were 33% from three-point range, 7 of 21. But there was an abysmal number in BYU's box score. As a team, BYU from the charity stripe, six makes on 19 attempts. Ooh, ooh that just makes my skin crawl. That is a balmy 31.6% from the free throw line. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I get that this is an exhibition game, but that number, you need to be making at least 12, if not 15 of those 19 attempts for it to be actually acceptable. That is an abysmal, abysmal free throw percentage for BYU as a team. And I get there were reserves playing late in the game. Power winning Tana, I think, took the last free throws for BYU and bricked both of his. But still, 
you cannot afford to have that. It's just abysmal, and that needs to be cleaned up. There is plenty for BYU to work on between now and their home opener, the season opener against Cleveland State next Tuesday, which, by the way, Cleveland State, folks, they're from the Horizon League. They won the regular, they were the regular season champion in the Horizon League this past year. They won the conference tournament title. They played in the big dance. BYU is kicking off the season with a very, very strong opponent who has got intentions of repeating that run into the NCAA tournament this year. You can wholeheartedly believe that. And BYU, there were some lean times, especially early on in this game. Would you like to see BYU shoot better from the three-point stripe? Absolutely. 33.3%, it's okay. You'd like to see them get as close to 40 or even over 40% if at all possible. You can think back to Mark Pope's first year. That was a team that shot the three at a crazy high number. I think they were sitting right around 40% on the season, which is very, very impressive. And if BYU can get back to doing that, that's a positive. Good to see Alex Barcelo back on the court. He led BYU in this game with 16 points. He did not have a problem from three-point range, four of six. So he shot 66.7%. But we all know that Alex Barcelo is a dead-eye shooter from beyond the arc. I think as for his career, he's something over 40-some-odd percent for his career. He is lights out. He's the leader of this team. You, you can tell he is the the straw that stirs the drink, all of that, all those um, idioms or uh, phrases you'd like to use about the star basketball player. That's what Alex Barcelo is. He is a legit superstar. There's a reason why he was an all WCC preseason honoree. 16 points on 6 of 11 shooting. He added uh, 4 rebounds overall, 1 assist. I thought he had a good game. Also, another number that was a little concerning for BYU, and this came mainly in the first half, 16 turnovers. Uh, Caleb Lohner had 4 uh, T. John Lucas had three. By the way, T. John Lucas, I thought I had a pretty good night. 11 overall points on four of five shooting. Uh, he actually had a pretty good night at the free throw line, three of four. One of the few guys, I think, over 50% in this game. But uh, he also had four assists. And I think that T. John Lucas is going to be an absolute playmaker for BYU. His shooting from beyond the arc is concerning, considering he didn't even attempt a three-point shot, and I have heard that's kind of a weakness in his game. It's evidenced by his statistics from both of his stops previously at Illinois and Milwaukee, but he is a guy who's going to be able to set his teammates up, and that's a very advantageous thing to have. BYU's backcourt is going to be a little bit smaller, it appears, because Alex Barcelo is six foot two. I believe T. John Lucas they list him at six foot one. So think of the Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley type backcourt for the Utah Jazz, if if you know what I'm talking about. They're going to have to overcome their lack of size just with their ability to make plays, and I think both of them are going to be able to play off one of a play off of one another. I also liked what I saw from Gideon George in spurts in this game. He has got just this incredible frame. He's six foot six, got a seven foot two wingspan. He's got the ability to guard four positions on the court, if not five. If they went small ball, uh, an opponent for BYU, I'd absolutely throw Gideon George out there as your small ball five. He has got the ability to get it done. And Caleb Lohner, he had a rough night. One of five shooting, 0 of two from three point from the three point stripe. I uh, didn't have a great overall showing for him, but Caleb Lohner's body is absolutely incredible. And then the guy who I think might actually outdo him in just the overall physique department, 
Fuseni Traore had a lot of fun moments. He made a buzzer beater if you were watching this game right before halftime. It was a, it was a tip in uh, to get BYU the five point lead they carried into the locker room at 26 to 21. Uh, Fuseni Traore got that. Had a really good night, I thought, for Traore. Only three points, but still, that one bucket. Uh, he added five, uh, excuse me, six rebounds overall in the night. Uh, so, Fuseni Traore going to be a guy that you need to pay attention to all all season long. He's not the biggest dude out there in terms of height. He's six foot six, maybe six five, but he is built like a Mack truck. So BYU's got some absolute legit playmakers on this on the perimeter of this team. They've got some dudes who really like to go downhill and attack the basket. There's a lot to like about this roster, but there is a lot to clean up ahead of that matchup with Cleveland State. And stay tuned. Uh, we'll give away tickets Monday for that Cleveland State game. Let you guys go out and enjoy a game at the Marriott Center. So stay tuned on our Monday edition of the podcast for how we'll give those away. Should be a fun, fun environment. Well, maybe I'm trying to think how to do that, actually. Do we want to do it on Monday, considering it's the next day of the game? You know what? How about this? Here is how we're going to do it. Uh, just retract everything I just said. On our postcast edition of Locked On Cougars tomorrow, I will reveal how you can go about winning tickets to that Cleveland State season opener. How about that? It's a tease to get you guys to come back and listen to the Locked On Cougars postcast edition as a recap what we learned from Idaho State. Hey, I got to lure you in somehow, but some good things from BYU. And as I mentioned, we'll give away those tickets so you guys can go out and enjoy uh, the game against Cleveland State Tuesday night. There's also another home game against San Diego State. What a perfect week for BYU hoops to start up as BYU football goes on a bye. And it timed out just about perfectly, even though BYU absolutely needs a bye in football. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you up on the other news involving BYU athletics you guys need to know about as you round out the week, the schedule for the weekend ahead. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. The NBA season is underway as we just were talking about. The college hoop season begins on Tuesday. They have a brand new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.com AG remains your number one spot for all the football and basketball action this season. Head to their new updated website or mobile webs, excuse me, head to their new updated desktop or mobile website, let me get that out straight, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome deposit with your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball to football to NHL action to boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's BetOnline.ag where the game starts. All right, my friends, it's that time of year. It is Thanksgiving season, and Built Bar is here to help you guys out. It may sound weird, but many of you know that I've been on a health journey over the past year or so, and Built Bar have been a big help to me in losing weight. Well, they want to replace your pie that you will eat on Thanksgiving because, guess what? Built Bars are delicious. They taste like a candy bar. So replace your pie that you will celebrate Thanksgiving with and celebrate instead with a Built Bar. One slice of pie 
Pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are just 130 calories with only 4 grams of sugar and plenty of protein. So, replace the Coconut Cream Pie with a Coconut Built Bar, or go for the Raspberry Built Bar instead of that Raspberry Pie. There are plenty of good flavors to replace any of your favorites. They have a new pumpkin flavor, so if you're a pumpkin pie guy on Thanksgiving like myself, you may have to replace it in that way. The best part is, all of these Built Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, high-fiber, covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. It is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two right now. And by the way, new surprises coming all this month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And there is nothing like Built Bar on Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday is going to be a huge event with all sorts of uh, surprises, not survival, surprises for you guys. So get to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com and keep checking back often for those surprises all month long. Before we go here on a Friday edition of the show, let's run down everything else you need to know as a BYU fan as the weekend gets rolling here. We'll start off with the women's hoops program, the women's basketball program. They rolled over Westminster in the Marriott Center yesterday afternoon, winning 73-52. to Paisley Harding scored 15 points. Lauren Gustin had a double-double for the Cougars as BYU took care of the Griffins in a very fine showing. And the women's hoops program, I'll say it again, if you do not take advantage to watch them, you're going to miss out. This is one of the best, maybe the best roster ever constructed in BYU women's hoops history. And trust me, there have been a lot of good ones in the past, but they have got some fantastic athletes. Shaylee Gonzalez, Paisley Harding, Lauren Gustin, who we already mentioned, they are absolutely lights out. So get out, support the women's hoops program. They are as good as the men, if not better. They're actually considered to be the West Coast Conference favorite this year and off to a good start here with that win over the the Griffins. Uh, the Lady Cougars will open up their regular season. They host Lipscomb at the Marriott Center Tuesday at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can watch it streaming live against the Bison. So Lipscomb Bison coming to the Marriott Center. That will be live on BYUtv.org and BYU the BYU TV app streaming for you guys next Tuesday ahead of BYU men's basketball's opener against Cleveland State. Now, I failed to note this yesterday, but Wednesday night, the number 12-ranked BYU women's soccer program blanked the University of Portland 3-0. Congratulations to them on that win at Rainy Merlot Field. Always good to see BYU continuing to win. They will return home for senior night tomorrow night as they host number 16, Pepperdine, at Southfield. That's tomorrow night at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 20 minutes prior to the game the seniors will be honored on the pitch there at Southfield. The game will be available for streaming on BYUtv.org and the BYUtv app. There will also be a live radio broadcast on the BYU Sports Network as well if you want to listen to it on the radio. But a big opportunity for the Cougars, a top 20 program coming in for senior night. Hopefully the Cougars can finish off the regular season the right way and run roughshod over the waves. Now, other teams in action uh, last night included the women's volleyball program, and they made it 15 straight matches with a sweep of Gonzaga. Three sets, three uh, wins in those sets. 
Cougars just continue to absolutely roll. They are in Portland tomorrow to take on the Portland Pilots. Uh, that match scheduled to begin at noon Pacific time, 1 o'clock Mountain Time here along the Wasatch Front. There's a live stream link on BYUCougars.com if you want to watch them uh, playing live. Also, as we mentioned, uh, BYU football in action tomorrow afternoon as they take on Idaho State. It's going to be on BYU TV at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, also streaming on ESPN3. Greg Rubel will be on the call along with Riley Nelson. That'll be on the BYU Sports Networks. So tune into that. Also this weekend, men's and women's swimming and diving. They are in Las Vegas at the Buchanan Natatorium uh, to take on UNLV in a, in a dual meet. That's today and tomorrow. There's a live stream link at BYUcougars.com if you want to watch that meet play out. And then early next week, just kind of a heads up for you guys, is that the men's golf program will begin play early Monday morning in the St. Mary's Invitational in Moraga, California. If I'm not mistaken, this is the final fall event for the men's team. Hoping they have a good showing out there in California. They'll be playing at Poppy Hills Golf Course. If I'm mistaken, Poppy Hills is actually out there on the same peninsula that uh, Peb- uh, that Pebble Beach is on, Spyglass Hill, all that area. So a very, very nice course they're playing. So congratulations to the men's golf program playing one of the premier courses out there in uh, Northern California. And best of luck to them as they close things out for their fall season. All right, that's going to do it for this Friday edition of the show. Now, you're probably wondering, well, Jake, what's your prediction for this game? I already said it earlier. BYU can name whatever number they want to score in this game against Idaho State. So if you want to pin me down, here's my prediction. BYU 49, Idaho State 3. That good enough for you? Let me know your predictions as well. You can send them to Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are on all three social media platforms. Email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Or if you want to send them to me directly on my personal Twitter feed, you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch. It's my full name. Love hearing from you guys, interacting with you. It's always fun to hear from BYU fans, literally all around the world. And now I want to remind you guys that thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked On Big 12 your second listen. Get up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12 Conference ahead of the big weekend ahead in football. Uh, Josh Neighbors does a great job keeping you apprised of everything going on with the Big 12 in 30 minutes or less. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms, so check that out as soon as you round it out here. That's going to do it for this Friday edition of the show. Hope you all are doing great. We will do that postcast edition tomorrow evening after BYU beats up on Idaho State. At least in theory they should beat up on Idaho State. If they lose, man, that could be a fun one too. I, they're not losing. Let me be clear about that. They are not losing this game. But we'll do a postcast edition and as I mentioned, if you want a chance to win tickets to the season opener to watch the men's basketball program in action against Cleveland State Tuesday night, you'll be told how to go about winning those on that postcast edition of the podcast. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 5th, 2021, and we will catch you guys tomorrow.